All right, this is Clay Edwards. I am here live with country music sensation Brian Martin. Brian, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good, Bubba. Hanging in there like air in a biscuit. Heck yeah, man. Where you at? Where, where at in the country are you right now? Right now I'm back in Tennessee. I just got back from Washington. We went out and played at the Walla Walla State Fair and Rodeo. And we also played um, a festival out uh, let me think, man. It all starts running together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you were out. We the, you were out on the west coast, like the west northwest area, right? Yes, sir. We went out and played in Washington two days in Washington. Um, like I said, we played the Walla Walla uh, State Fair and Rodeo last, and then we got back into town. I played a charity event for uh, WME and, and a Cancer Foundation, and uh, just got back in here this morning, and uh, just glad to be on the air, bro. Heck yeah! You know it's, it's funny if you just watch the news, you wouldn't think there was any country music fans out there on the on the uh, left coast. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, there's a lot of them, man. We had a uh, we had probably I want to say we had about a thousand or so uh, show up uh, after the after the rodeo. There was five there was about five or six thousand there in the rodeo over there, and it was and it was awesome. Uh, I got to go out there and and judge some mutton busting and get some kids a, a belt buckle and a twenty dollar bill. And, until I'm dusted off. Hey, so speaking of rodeos, um, I've been following you on social media and stuff. Is that your thing? Are you are you into rodeoing or have you rodeoed? Uh, yeah, I used to when I was younger. Um, I was around thirteen years old. I went into uh, bull riding, and uh, I used to work in the hay fields and and uh, dock cows for uh, the little farm down the road. You know, whatever, mow the grass, whatever they needed me to do, man. Uh, you know, I used to feed the fighting chickens back when they were cool. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I used to always say a chain link away, man. I had to say a chain link away. Well, man, but, you know, uh, it, it's cool that you – and I see you're playing the NFR in Vegas here at the, um, yes, here in December. That's awesome. I've always wanted to go to that. When During COVID, when they kind of shut Vegas down and they moved it to Dallas, I came real close to going. I guess could have, would have, should have, but – uh, super cool there. I mean, it was a as a uh, as a cowboy or whatnot. That's got to be cool to get to play that event. I mean, that that's your audience. I mean, that's definitely your oh, demographic. Man, that, that was that was uh you know because I I rode for a while when I had uh when I had priorities and a job come up I had to kind of let it go. I got hurt a couple times and I wasn't winning a whole lot of money. <laughs> so so it was like I was I wasn't the best, but you know I didn't give myself enough time. I think I could have been. If I'd have just kept, if I'd have kept getting kicked in the liver and, you know, but, uh, I just think that, uh, it's one of those deals where they asked me to come do the anthem, uh, this year. Uh, we're not, uh, during the anthem slot this year at the NFR. Uh, we're also playing two, two dates, uh, the eighth and the ninth. Instead of, instead of doing the anthem at the anthem slot, they asked us to kick off the rodeo where we ride. You know, crazy, you know, to think that they, um, you know, I'm getting to do an original song to kick off the NFR. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for those that don't know that maybe listen to this, NFR is a national finals rodeo. It's it's where the real cowboys go and do the dang thing up there with yeah, the Bulls. It is, man. I, I was out there with, uh, like I said, at the Walla Walla uh, State Fair uh, in rodeo. They had the PRCA out there, and they had all them boys out there uh, and girls and, and barrel racers. And top of the line, man, it's it's literally all those same guys that were riding out there are going to be riding up the NFR. And it was cool to meet some of those guys. And uh, I met Derek. Um, he's a bull rider out there, but he's going through a, 
a neck injury right now. He's trying to recover. He just got through a real bad uh, wreck not long ago on a bull. And uh, so we, I'm just kind of cool to get to know these guys and, and for them to be listening to my music and to see all these uh, PBR riders and, and, and bronc riders and uh, rodeo uh, hands using my song on their social media. That's just It's just so cool to me because I'm a fan, you know. Absolutely, man. We uh, we went, you know, we got the Dixie National Rodeo here. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi, by the way, or right outside Jackson oh, yeah. in the suburbs. And, you know, we got the Dixie I'm Nationals here. So uh, this year, I got to see J.D. Money. I think I'm saying his last oh, name right. For the, you know, did, didn't yeah. even know he was yeah, there. And you know, yeah. if you ever log on the TikTok, you hear it. He's a seven million dollar bull rider, J.D. Yeah. Money. And uh, man, I heard his name. My girlfriend, she freaks out. She rodeoed her whole life. She's like, it's J.D. Money. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, he, and of course, he was the only one that rode that, that rode rode his whole ride that night. So it was man, just I, cool to get to that see that. Awesome. He he he's got it down pat, man. He he's kind of like got the. Uh, if there was ever like a. You know, there was ever a sport he was meant for. It's bull riding. <laughs> he's he's about that life, as they say. He is, he, a, he is man. I think he eats, sleeps, and breathes about like I do music. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's cool, man, that we got a real cowboy performing country music still. Because I'll be honest, a lot of the stuff coming out of Nashville right now, you know, not to put you on the spot or anything, but it ain't real cowboys playing country music too many too much anymore. So it's nice to know no, that we still got somebody doing it. And you know, and my thing is like. I grew, you know, my grandpa was adopted out in San Antonio, and my daddy and my all my family from Texas. So I was born on the Louisiana state line, and I still, you know, so I always, they always, you know, I'm part uh, Native American too, and so I, you know, I wrote a song called "The Cowboy and His Indian" because uh, my mama's side of the family, they were, they all started the old Spanish trail ride, and uh, you know, uh, from Joaquin, Texas, all the way out to uh, you know the Houston rodeo, and they, you know, my my uncle Wayne, he, he built uh, them them wagons till the day he died, and uh, you know it was it was just real it was real cool growing up, you know. And I and I was always a little Indian, hanging like this. So it's like, hey, if you won't ride it, a little Indian with, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. it's like that's the way we grew up, and we grew up. I never took it any other way than uh, than what it was, and that's I had a lot of cowboy in me, and so I actually wrote a song, and that's what kind of. Got me linked up with Cody Dinks here recently. Was I wrote a song called "The Cowboy and His Indian," and uh, and we wound up getting together and and writing uh, like four more songs that, that, that's going on his new record. And he he wound up not choosing the one that we originally was going to go with with "Cowboy and His Indian," but I think he knows that it's it's personal enough to me that I'm going to probably put it on my record, and it's going to be something different for everyone. I think this whole album is going to be a little bit. A little bit of a, a difference than what, what we've heard in the past because I'm bringing out some of my my blues roots. I'm, you know, I, we ride brought out a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but I'm bringing out I'm bringing out some of my blues roots. I'm bringing out some of my old school uh, cowboy roots with some of those old uh, sing along cowboy songs, and and I've been just writing with some of the greatest writers up here, um, Scott Sean White, and you know Helene Cronin. And, Ben Roberts and and all these guys are just they've been so welcoming to me and as a as a guy who spent most of his time in the oil fields in West Texas, I just come home and wrote by myself. So now to be able to do the co-writing thing and for people to accept me up here the way they have, uh, just it just just means a lot, man. Because it's a uh, it's a hard it's a hard game to play, and 
I'm just glad it's never turned into a game yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've heard I've heard Jelly Roll talk about that here lately too, about get, getting in the room and getting to co-write with some of these folks, and what an opportunity that is to go from doing your own thing for so long, just being a one-man army, to getting into a room with some of the some of these biggest songwriters and you know just hit makers. That's got to be a great a great deal there. You know, you mentioned Cody Jinks. I mean, I think he kind of kick started this what I call he modern did. outlaw revolution that we're in him, Whiskey Myers. I don't even know if I want to call it country, more Southern rock to me sometimes. Yeah. Whatever you want I to call it. I love Whiskey Myers, man. And Charlie Absolutely. Crockett. Man, I like Charlie Crockett. I don't know if you ever listened to him, man, but Charlie Crockett, uh, he kind of got that, that mix between, uh, you know, Texas and Louisiana. He's even got some of that New Orleans jazz and his stuff, man. It's just crazy because people just want to hear real and they want to hear different and I think that uh, taking that risk, you know, some of these some of these writers in this in town, you know, they get stuck in in some rooms where they they're punching out the, the same old same old all day every day. So when people like me and Jelly and, and Cody and everybody gets a ton of town and they accept us for who we are and we and we get to write on those lines and uh, and step outside of the the box, uh, it really means a lot for me. And I think it also it helps you know, in a way for some of the writers in, in town to kind of step outside of their own box and not get so, you know, I think you can get complacent on some things. And, um, you know, I'm definitely one that if I'm feeling it a certain way, I'm writing it that way. And I don't really, I really don't care if if somebody, you know, steps up to me and goes, well, that don't sound like uh, one of your old songs. And I go, well, you know, uh, if I'm feeling a certain way, and I and I filter myself to make it sound a certain way at all the time, then you don't have the Cody Jinx. You don't have the Jelly Rolls. You don't have the guys like like us because uh, it becomes a trend. And then when it becomes a trend, you're just blending in. Yeah, I mean, you, you, sometimes you can almost stay too authentic to what got you there. And you, you need to spread That's your it. roots out. You need to do what you're feeling. I mean, look, I started out as uh, doing urban exploration videos, and during COVID, I – turned the camera around on me and started ranting and it led to a radio show and a big podcast. It's all the things I do now because I, I didn't stick to what I was doing. I didn't just, you know, do whatever I told me I should do. So I respect the hell that's, out of that. That's you know? what makes you, that's what makes you an original man. And I think that's the thing that people need to understand is like, you think about the outlaws, uh, Waylon Jennings and, and uh, Willie Nelson and all those guys, you know, they were original and, uh, you know, they wasn't considered country, uh, back then. You know, but neither was, you know, anybody when they when they stepped outside the box and done their own thing. Um, but I think it's just that blend of, of real lyrics and real music uh, that's brought this genre back to where it's at now. Look at look at Oliver Anthony, man, just blowing up out of nowhere and taking over the whole <laughs> taking over the whole world, man. I was just going uh, to bring him up when you said you know being original. I mean, just out of nowhere. I mean, the quickest rise. I've, I'm 46, Brian, and that's the quickest yeah. rise. Over literal overnight sensation that that I think we've ever seen. I think that we'll ever see again. I, I, it was just the yeah. right the you know there's a TV show on History Channel called Man Moment Machine where everything lines up just right for a great invention, and it was Man Moment Machine for him. Uh, it's just it the, re- way, the really way the country was. feels about everything and the, the situation we're in, and then boom, man, we're gonna. He's up to eight, you know, he's just, up to like eight point three million monthly listeners since like August eleventh. He ain't going away. That's, he ain't going away. He ain't, go, he ain't going away, man. I think, and I think he's starting to accept it too. Uh, you know, I seen him go on the Joe Rogan show, and I think he's starting to accept that 
look, you got a purpose here, man. Like, you know, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, you can hate, you can hate money and still play music. <laughs> 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 I don't think you will for long because I think he's going to realize like right now with his success, you know, uh, he's going to have, he, he's going to have to keep that, keep that head right. You know, uh, I think we all do when we, when we kind of see some success, we always got to keep our head right and stay authentic and don't let it change. Um, cause it can, you know, I've seen it do it to so many people and, um, you know, that's one reason it scared me so much about coming and, and doing it full time because I just, I never wanted it to, to change me and I never wanted it to, uh, dictate how I was speaking from my heart and, and how I did my craft and, but I also got a little bit to the point to where maybe I was a little bitter there for a while and I was writing sad songs. I wasn't even all that sad until I had to live the songs that I wrote. And it was, I realized then, you know what, from now on, it's going to project forward. It's going to project me forward for my family and my, my babies and my, uh, and, and for the listeners, because if I'm not, if I'm, the songs ain't moving forward and it's not giving them, uh, my my direction of where I'm going, and you know all I'm doing is holding them back, and I don't ever want to hold anybody back. Yeah, look, man, you know I got fired from my day job last week uh, just because I, I guess I put too much attention into this uh this entertainment side of things, the media, the yes, radio, and all that. And I was like, you know what? Good. It's a it's an opportunity. Yeah. It's an opportunity to go all in and find out if I can do it or not. You know, I got the, I got broke, the rest man. of my life to work my finger to the bones. I can I'm a, I'm gonna go for broke here, and um like, go for broke, man. That's- that's what I did with oil field, man. Two years ago, I was I was in a '78 single wide trailer and trying to put my life back together, and uh, and had to leave that that steady paycheck. And it it was a struggle for the first year, um, but you know it still is a struggle mentally sometimes. I think even when things start flowing the right way, uh, you know, with streams and everything. There's a lot of overhead to if you want to build a business, you got to keep reinvesting pretty much almost anything you make right back into it, and it's almost like playing a playing a game you don't know if you if you're going to win or not, you know, because it's, it's a, not a guaranteed schedule, it's not a guaranteed check, but you know that you gave everything you got to make it to this point and the habit to invest into it, so you just got to keep investing into it and know that no matter what, if it all flops tomorrow. I'm leaving behind a legacy and a, and a, and a song that is going to, you know, push me forward in the future. Amen, brother. Well, look, real, real quick, man, I want to congratulate yes, you. Sir. I want to congratulate you on the Grand Ole Opry and the Louisiana the Louisiana Grandstand. The Louisiana Grandstand, I mean, you're from Shreveport, Bossier City. That's the same folks that do the Louisiana Hayride, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. It was, um, it's, I, I'm originally from just south of Shreveport, so that was the closest big town we had. I was born in Shreveport, uh, at the hospital there. Uh, knowing, you know, so was Hank Jr. Uh, that's Hank, Hank Williams had a house there whenever Hank was born. Uh, he was playing the hayride. My mama played the hayride. And so like, um, it's always, I've been kind of put on the, on the spot since I was four or five years old to sing, you know, and, uh, to get to do the opera and I had my mom there, that meant a lot. Uh, you know, as soon as I told her I had the opera, she said, well, now you gotta win a CMA award. I knew it was going to be something new. You know, you keep but, moving you know, the goalpost. <laughs> you got to keep moving the goalpost. But you know, I'm gonna as long as that as long as that keeps us moving, man. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep moving, and it, whether I make it to that next goal or not, I just hope she knows that, that uh, I did it. I did it because I knew that 
she uh she's given up a lot to, to you know she had seven miscarriages before I came along she's been through a lot of stuff so I think that that's been my goal my whole life is just to just to get up when I knew she couldn't well, man, that, that, that's good stuff, brother. It, it really, we love our mamas, that's for sure. Um, I, wouldn't be where, I wouldn't be where I'm at without mine. I've been blessed, very blessed in that sense. All right, look, yes, I, I, know, I, know, I know you ain't got a lot of time. I want to close with this, man, real quick. F-A-F-O, uh-huh. that's my thing. I want to thank you for yes, that sir. song. And, I, you know, I was doing a little research, and I see that that was recorded. In Missis- the video was done in Mississippi. It was. It was done in Woodland. That's good stuff uh, there, man. Right there at the, right there at the um it. it was a, 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 a four wheeler park, right? Plank. Yeah. Well, it's Clangers four wheeler park. We had we had a crowd of about eight hundred that night for yeah. uh, for the for, for the release video. That was that was awesome. That was that was back before I could draw fifty. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you know it, and it, you know I think it's just been amazing to and I, I I miss Mississippi man. I used to go down through there and, and back one of my younger days I I played in a, back in two thousand twelve I played with Jeff Bates and. Uh, at the uh, what is it, Redneck Fest they got down there in uh, Purvis? Or, uh, Maybe so. My buddy Buck Allman was his tour manager for a while, and Buck runs uh, in Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music or whatever it's called up here in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, good, good I, folks, I, I, man. I gotta talk. I gotta talk to Jeff, man. Cause he gave me the wrong email or something when he when he gave me that email back in 2012. Because I never could get off <laughs> with with, with but, Buck. <laughs> Oh no! I was talking about uh, uh Jeff. Jeff, I got I got. We were doing the ministry at the time, and um, uh, I did uh, I went down to um, Poplarville. Yeah, I, I did some cowboy ministry down there with my good friends Jeff, uh, Eastern, and uh, we went around to different cowboy churches around there. Man, I, that was my foundation back in the day was just going around doing cowboy ministry and sell barns or anywhere else we could go, and uh. And I, I learned that I could do just as much, you know, uh, ministry, if you want to call it that, by just telling the truth outside in the in the real world and just telling it like it is and, and move people forward towards, you know, their own their own purpose and letting them see it, see it in the lyrics, you know. Well, look, man, I, I'm the same way. And I think, that, you know, I think Real Recognize Real, the second I heard you, 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 just, you know when something's fake. And 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 you, especially as you get older, you know when something's real. And the minute I heard, and I know FAFO is a good fun song, man. You know my whole thing is after round found out. I mean that's kind of where I got my my following from on the internet, and it's the whole thing on my radio show. You know we highlight people who f around and find out. <laughs> but we try to yeah. do, we try to do a lot of good ministry stuff too. You know like um I don't know when I when I'll air this. It could be tomorrow. It could be Friday. But I've got some guys coming in who, that are throwing a recovery fest. Uh, I, yes, I, I support that a million percent. They're going, you know, I still like to enjoy a cold beer, but people who are battling their addictions, who have overcome their addictions, that. you know, beer wasn't my beer wasn't my my struggle. My struggle was drugs, you know. So mine you know, too, mine I, too, bro. So you know, I try to I, I, I try I, to I get back and preach the choir, and I think everybody's rock bottom is different. That's why I like letting everybody tell their story, give their testimony, because it may the old saying, if it just changes one person. That one story may connect with that one person different than it connects with that person. Like I say, everybody's rock bottom's different, and uh, it, it it's, it's good to let people talk about it. Mine, mine was a bottle of pills and a uh, misfire three fifty seven, and uh, I took thirty perk sets and, and misfired a, a three fifty seven right back right right after getting back uh, from the military, and and they were going to give me a, a waiver to go back, and I. I fought them tooth and nail and said, well, why don't we just wait six months in here and then you send me the waiver right here, hand it to me. And I, you know, because I had a medical issue that 
the recruiter left out, and I didn't want to go back home. I was running from drugs to go there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I I went back home, and I just I didn't want to I didn't want to be home. I, I just wanted to uh, wanted to go do something good with my life. And you know, I will say this: military not the best uh, rehab center to go to, but you know, it, it was a uh, it was it was an adventure, man. And 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 I still I still pray for the guys I was with out there. Um, but when my when I came home and that gun expired and I took those pills, um, six months later when I did get my waiver, I'd already got. Uh, I met somebody the next day after that gun expired. Just now with the mother of my four kids, and we've been together for fifteen years. And let's just say I decided not to go back. Man, that's, <laughs> and, a, uh, that's a hell of a testimony you know, right there, brother. But you know, um, God's been good, man. I I've had relapses and I. She stuck with me and she helped me through them. And sometimes, you know, I got four babies, so it seemed like every time I thought I was going to hit that self-struck button, I'd, uh, I'd have another baby, and I go, "Okay, here's one one more reason to keep myself clean." You know, well, they, and, they, they, um, those four ought to keep you busy enough now that you don't have to have another one to stay to stay clean. Oh, they, yeah, they keep <laughs> they keep me busy, man. They and they're getting expensive. You know, you know, inflation ain't nothing compared to a key. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, not, uh, not at all. But yep, we need to get we need to get back so. together and have a good. I'd like to really to, to to sit down with you sometime, man, and, and and talk about your testimony and stuff. That's a, that's a big story there that, that we can't cover in five minutes for sure. Because I, I think we can touch it, touch some folks with that, man. I should be coming back to Mississippi for too long. Yeah, when you when you do, man. Remember, uh, I I don't think it's country radio talking to talking to Brian Martin today. It's talk radio. So <laughs> uh, don't, oh, please yeah. please don't forget us, man. They, uh, they, I'm this, not going to forget you, Bubba. And like I said, I like real people. Like you said, I real recognize real, and and um, I can tell I'm talking to somebody real, and that means something to me, and it'll always stick with me. And I appreciate you. And uh, WYAB, you're at. That's it. WYAB. Right. Hey, real quick, uh, before we uh, just closing here, how can people find you? What's the new single? Uh, promote yourself. Where are you playing this weekend? Well, the new single Next. out right now is is going. The new single out right now is going for broke, um, and that's the one. It's been out for a little bit now, but we're we we got some other ones geared up, and and um, we're looking at. You know, we got we got like six on the back uh, pocket, getting ready to pick one right now for the next one. And then, uh, if anybody wants to find me, it's just Brian Martin. Uh, if you uh, go on Facebook, it's uh, Brian Martin Music. If you go on Instagram, and it's um, I, say, I I haven't been on TikTok in a while, but there's Brian Martin Music on TikTok. And it's B Y B R Y A N. Just yes, sir. B R Y A N and uh, Brian Martin Official. B R Y A N MartinOfficial.com. It's got all my tour dates and all my merch. The online merch and stuff that you can't get at the shows, and uh, but if you got tour dates, you can come out there and and see us on the road, man. We got a lot coming up, and we got some pretty big news coming for next year. So everybody, stay tuned. Well, look, congratulations, brother. Thank you for taking the time today. My power was out when I got home. We had to push this back thirty minutes. It all worked out. Here we are with a good thirty-minute conversation with Brian Martin. Brian, thank you for your music. Thank you for uh, FAFO. That's how I found you. It's always good seeing our Southern boys representing out there whether it's louisiana texas mississippi yeah i consider texas the south i'm, I'm that guy yes sir yes sir you know <laughs> they, we sound the same over there that they do over here <laughs> yeah yes sir All hey right. man i appreciate you bubba and uh like i said we're about to catch a uh, cold bear and a conversation when i come through mississippi absolutely man i'll be following you brian stay safe stay blessed man and best of luck with everything you do you too bubba thank you uh-huh, thank you Bye. 
right, I want to thank Brian Martin for that interview. It wasn't supposed to be but about 10 minutes, but, you know, once, once two old dogs get to talking, uh, no telling how long it can go. I could have talked to him for another hour. I get, I get fired up, man. Sometimes I overtalk people. I, I know I was doing it there, man. I'm just fired up, wanted to get mine in. Like He, he had me going, man. That's good stuff. We've got a real cowboy playing real music. Go find it. Uh, F-A-F-O is uh, the effed around and found out song. But uh, that, that, that's just to get you in the door. Man, he's got some real country music, like going for broke. Go listen to it. That's Brian Martin, B-R-Y-A-N. West Louisiana's very own Brian Martin. Hopefully we'll see him here in central Mississippi soon. Y'all stay blessed. Be sure to listen to the Clay Edwards Show every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Right there on 103.9 FM, W-Y-A-B. We don't play music, but we talk to music stars. Stay safe. Peace.